0: Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day. All right, here it is, folks. Major Donor Giving Secrets. You've heard me talk about this. Uh, a change today from the usual podcast platform. We have an audio program, Major Donor Giving Secrets. We've divided that program into three parts And we are releasing it here on the podcast. So this episode today is part one of three. A couple of notes. Part one is about mission, vision, values. All right. These are the things you should be talking about with your donors. Mission, vision, values. And appeal to the heart, not the head. Because big gifts are given intuitively. Okay. One other note. Major Donor Giving Secrets is supposed to be an opportunity for you to hear from other people, not just me. All right, but in this part, part one, all right, I admit there's a lot of me. Um, Remember, this is the first part of a three-part series, and I do a lot of setup work here. Uh, If you listen to this episode and wish that you heard more from the donors, don't worry. That's coming in parts two and three. All right, without further ado, here we go. Part one of Major Donor Giving Secrets. Hi, Clark Van Dievenger here from Major Guest Fundraiser. I'm here today with Monica, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Major Guest Fundraiser. And Monica and I have been on a fascinating journey where we've been sitting down with donors to nonprofit organizations, donors who have given Big gifts, five and six and seven figure gifts. And we've been talking with them about why they give. Okay, so here's the thing I've been consulting with nonprofit organizations for a long time, and organizations hire me. And one topic that always comes up is why donors give. What motivates a donor to give? Especially what motivates someone to give a big gift. Now I've had like 2,000 donor meetings in my career, so I understand them asking me this question. And based upon these 2,000 or so meetings, I tell them what I understand motivates big gifts. And it comes down to mission, vision, values. Mission, vision, values, significance. People want to make a difference. They wanna bring about change and relationship. Like how have you built a real relationship with your donors? So I say these things, I leave, and then I watch organizations fall right back into the old patterns, telling stories and selling things donors have told me they don't care about. So I decided it was time for organizations to hear directly from donors. I wanted you to be able to hear major donors talking in their own voices. So it's not me telling you here's why donors give, It's actually donors saying, here's why I give. So let me tell you about this journey Monica and I have been on. We've done loads of interviews. Each interview, fascinating. I, I mean, it's just been an inspiration to sit down with these people and listen, to listen to them talk about why they give. And then Monica and I, we get in the car, And we talk about what we just heard, and we write down some notes. But then, we went back and listened to them later on, and that's what we do today. We have been listening to the recordings from several interviews, and now we want to share those pieces with you, because in these interviews, a few themes emerge. So here are some misconceptions I am always fighting. One is projects. Right. Like you have a project to sell, a new program, a new building, whatever. And donors don't care about projects. They care about mission. All right. They may give to a project, but only because they believe in the mission. So you're selling buildings, budgets, baloney. All right. They want you talking about mission, vision, values. All right. Another theme that comes up in these interviews is personal moves little things like handwritten note cards, or birthday cards, anniversary cards, and they matter. All right, I keep saying that they're of increasing value in our increasingly digital world, like handwritten value, handwritten notes are more valuable today than they were 20 years ago. But, but here's the thing, here's why they matter. It's not so much the handwritten note card, it's the fact that the handwritten note card signifies a real and genuine relationship. And you're going to hear donors talk about this, about fundraisers who have the mechanics down, but it's like they never view the donor as anything more than a wallet with a human attached. All right, there's a lot more in these interviews, and I know, I know you are going to love digging in. I'm excited that you're digging in, all right? It says a lot about you. As a fundraiser, you're engaged in life-changing and world-changing work. Right? That's what you do. That's the line of work you're in. But it's not just the work your organization does. It's the work you do with your donors. All right? You have a high calling. You have an opportunity to connect donors to something bigger than themselves. All right? Later on in this program, you're going to hear a donor talk about how for him... Giving is a spiritual experience, right? Figuring out how to do that, how to make that connection with the donor, that's the hard work, all right? I wanna play a clip for you right now, a clip from a donor about why you need to do this hard work. So let me introduce you to Jake here. Uh, I got to know Jake really well working on an exciting school project uh, in Northern California, Jake and his family have been uh, very charitable, given big gifts uh, where his family's from in the Phoenix area and in California, where they also have ties. Just a really uh, tremendous family. And I got to to work pretty closely with Jake and um, and then just become friends with him. So
1: here's Jake talking about doing the hard work. I do believe most people are, are giving, mm. right? And mm-hmm. want to give. But it still requires organizations needing, again, to paint the picture, create the vision and help those individuals connect with, with what that is.
0: So I thank you for doing the hard work. Thank you for digging in. You owe it to yourself and to your cause. And here at Major Guest Fundraiser, we are honored to have the opportunity to help you do that hard work, to be the best you can be, to be the best fundraiser you can be so that you can connect donors to your life-changing and world-changing mission. Okay, so here's how this is going to work. You're going to be hearing several clips from these donor interviews, and then Monica and I are going to break down these interviews and talk about them. And in this first section, you're going to hear a lot about mission, vision, values, mission, vision, values. That's what donors care about. Mission, vision, values.
1: How I would like to be communicated to. Okay. It's like tell me tell me what your vision is right what's your mission what's your purpose what what drives you what are the values and guiding principles mm. however however you package that up because it's it's always a little bit different but can i connect to that
0: in this clip you're going to hear from rob all right rob uh, is someone that i've known for a lot of years since i was probably 1920 21 years old, somewhere in there, and someone who I still regularly see um, quite often. Rob uh, has supported hundreds of missionaries around the world. In fact, uh, Monica, when she was uh, just out of college, went on a year-long mission to Ireland, and Rob was actually one of her supporters, so we go way back with Rob. Uh, just a great guy. Listen to him here. That would be attributable to two things. One is believing in and benefiting from what they were doing. Okay. Same with the school. So, so it's belief and mission, and, and, but also a, ben- and, a personal benefiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've known Jen and Marsha for a lot of years. Uh, Amazing background, great people, originally from Buffalo. Uh, Jim took a little company no one had ever heard of, fewer than 100 employees, grew it into a a household name, or at least within certain niche household name, and uh, eventually sold that company to Coca-Cola. A very charitable couple, and they actually live in Santa Barbara, California. I spent a number of years living in Santa Barbara, Still have a lot of business and uh, business contacts there, a lot of friends there. And Jim's name comes up all the time. Super charitable with both his time and his money. Uh, mentors a lot of people. Just a great couple. Listen to them in this clip. So obviously, the organizations you're going to support, there has to be a general mission fit, right? Like, yes. mm-hmm. But beyond mission fit, do you have any, any criteria that you're looking at? before you support an organization in a significant way
1: uh, that, that it's uh that's accomplishing what uh, they're they're set out to do all
2: right monica here so man those are some great quotes about people how they they just, you know, need to have a mission fit. And Clark, you kind of sabotage us a little bit because you would always start the question (laughs) with, so obviously you have to be a mission fit. And that was kind of the underlying context of all these interviews was that it was kind of obvious that it had to already be mission.
0: Right, and it's funny going back and listening to these interviews because... We we didn't get a lot of really strong sound bites, if you will, of, of donors talking about mission because it was like, well, obviously, like this is so obvious. What do I even need to talk about mission? Like, if it, if there's not a mission fit, we're not even in the room with this organization. But I want to go back to that to that uh, last clip from from Jim, the the last uh, clip we just played where we have the donor talking about. I think the the program was called Fun in the Sun, and you may be listening to that going, well, he gave to a program, right? Like, this isn't mission. This is program. He's giving to a program. But no, like, he doesn't care about fun in the sun. He cares about the outcome, right? So earlier in the first right. clip, yeah. like, Jim talks about, he like, results. What are results? Re- the results are the the mission. They're the, the being a result of the it's mission. It's like
2: the proof that the mission is valid.
0: Right. And he doesn't care about fun in the sun. Like, he cares about the result. He cares about about inspiring these kids and the difference it makes in the lives of these kids. So like if the organization comes to him and says like, fun in the sun doesn't work, we're going to cancel fun in the sun. He doesn't care as long as they have an an alternative, right? Right. For how how they're going to, like, it wasn't like Jim was going to ever go to this organization and say, what I really care about is fun in the sun. Like he doesn't, he cares about the result that fun in the sun gives him. And that goes back to mission.
2: Right. So you don't want to sell programs. You want to sell mission.
0: You don't want to sell programs. You want to sell mission. Even if you are like, sure, we're going to talk about specific programs. We said at the beginning of this program, donors may fund a specific program, but the reason they'll fund that specific program goes back to mission. And that's actually what Jake talks about in this next clip. What have organizations, in your view, when they've talked about the need for support, what have you seen organizations play up that they make a big deal about. And you're like,
1: I don't even care about that. Yeah, that's a good, a good question. Um, I think it all comes back to understanding people's motivation. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, if, you know, if, if we use the food bank as an example, right. And if I'm motivated by helping people in need in this moment for their most basic needs, which is a nice meal for Thanksgiving or Christmas or throughout, throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And all the organization is talking to me about is how they need money for a new warehouse, right? More money for a warehouse. We need this. We need to expand our warehouse, right? We need more, more area for our forklifts. Like, although that's very important, To their overall operation Uh and probably to help impact more people if they're not tying it back to to the individuals that it's helping it it kind of loses traction yeah um yeah all
2: right so that's a great quote from jake you know he just was really saying that like i know you need a warehouse but i want you to show me how this fits with your mission right? Like it's the mission that matters to me. That's what I'm giving to. And I, I, you know, I remember you talking with clients and them saying like, I'm having such a hard time getting unrestricted funds.
0: Yeah. It goes, it goes back to this big dilemma that organizations end up having and that they raise all this restricted money and they have no, they're not getting any unrestricted gifts. Right. And like unrestricted gifts, yeah I guess like it's it's for the electricity, right It keeps the lights on, it pays staff, it pays pays for everything that but all that stuff, like the reason we have electricity at, at our headquarters is because of the mission, right? right The yes. reason we have groundskeepers is because of mission, right? The reason we have er, the reason everyone comes to work today is mission. And so the when organizations are constantly selling programs, what they're getting are restricted gifts. Mm-hmm. When they are selling mission, what they get are unrestricted gifts. And I've like always prided myself on getting unrestricted money because unrestricted money is mission money. It's selling the mission of the organization. Right. And, and that's there's more money in mission than there is right. in programs.
2: And donors are way more excited about giving to mission. I mean, we just heard that. So, you know, I guess if you're a fundraiser and you have a choice of going in and selling like the annual fund or, you know, a a particular project or, you know, some, you know, something you think is exciting versus selling mission and significance and importance. I mean, it seems easier to sell the second half,
0: but people aren't doing it. Lead with mission. Lead with Here's our mission. Here's what I want you to buy. That's what, and that's what people's annual gifts and sustaining gifts are all about. Like I give to your organization every year, or on a on an ongoing basis, because I believe in the overall mission. All right, and occasionally people will give uh, larger gifts, often to specific projects, but the project goes back to. The specific mission of the organization
2: so that's great because then if you change programs your donors don't really
0: right. care right <laughs> which is what i've always told clients like look if you it's going back to that quote from jim earlier where he loved that fun in the sun program if the organization came to him and said jim we're canceling the fun in the sun program because we found a better way to accomplish our mission, Jim would be into that a hundred percent. Jim doesn't care about fun in the sun. Jim cares about the mission and what his gifts are accomplishing. He doesn't care about specific programs, but we we lead with programs. We get restricted giving, and and we we leave our organizations uh, like underfunded for the overall mission, and then hamstrung. Uh, in terms of not being nimble and able to to uh, move about to better accomplish their mission.
2: All right, Clark. This reminds me of a story. You're you're telling talking about this from personal experience. You had a story <laughs> once uh, where you were raising unrestricted, and a colleague was raising.
0: Right. We were trying to build. We were trying to complete uh, a visitor center, and I had a colleague who who he wanted like all the the marquee spaces in the building. It, it, it was because he wanted to be able to, to sell what was going to happen in that room. So he wanted marquee spaces, right? Like theaters and classrooms and, and conference centers. He and, didn't want like a bathroom right? Right. So, so I, I sold like hallways and closets because I, I was like, I don't care. I'm not selling the classroom. I'm not selling the theater. I'm not selling the conference center. I am... I'm selling, if I'm selling, I'm selling the mission. I'm selling what we're going to accomplish here. And so with my donors, it was never like, let me talk to you about sponsoring this classroom or let me talk to you about sponsoring this conference center. It was always like, here's what we're going to accomplish when we build this building. Here's how we are going to fulfill our mission. Would you give a gift of this amount? And then, oh, by the way, Here's how we're going to recognize you for your generosity. But I wasn't selling a room. I wasn't selling real estate. I was getting, like, the reason I was able to get big gifts wasn't because I was selling real estate. I was selling, if I was selling, I was selling mission.
2: Right. And I think that's really, like, kind of the commodity of nonprofits, right? If you're selling something, it's that you're selling change. You're selling, you're connecting these donors to something bigger. And that's really that's really what's important to them.
0: Right, and some of the donors get into that later. Yes. So, some of the clips we're going to play later about how they're they're basically change agents. Um, and and that's what organizations need to be talking about. If they talk about mission, vision, values, mission, vision, values are all unrestricted. It's all unrestricted giving, right? Because uh, okay, like I'm buying your mission. This is what I'm this is why I care about. Mission, mission, vision, values. Like now tell me how you're going to do it, but I'm going to give unrestricted because I'm buying the mission, vision, values of the organization, not, not a classroom, not a building, not a program.
2: Right. And I just want to throw this last thing in there. We asked all of our, all the donors, is your giving based on logic or is it based more intuitively? And every single one said it was intuitive.
0: (laughs) Every every single one, which I thought that people would want to say logic because we all like like to think about ourselves as right. rational beings, right. but every single one of them right. say intuitive.
2: So when these fundraisers are going and laying out their logical case for support, they're really missing out on what's actually motivating their donors, which is the intuitive, it's the emotions, it's these big missions, again, that...
0: Right. Like logic, logic says, you should support us. Here, here's why you should support us here's our mission. Like maybe it even does start with mission. Hey, here's what we're trying to do. Here's why we're effective. What's wrong with you? Why won't you give? Like, why don't you get it? Right? Like that's logic and logic plays to programs. It plays to um, matching gifts, which donors, we had one donor talk, like it was like sure matching gifts. Like I know it's a gimmick, right? So um, logic is all about, Programs, it's about tax advantages, it's about annual fund and fund internal fundraising goals. The the intuitive, right, it's all about mission, vision, values, and significance, which was another word, another theme that came up over and over again in these interviews. Right.
2: Okay, sorry to interrupt here, but I just have to get this point in. Please, everybody, stop selling tax advantages. Listen to Jake and how strong he is about how he feels about tax advantages.
0: But if an organization comes and in- tries to sell you tax advantages what's your
1: reaction yeah it feels it feels uh icky i mean it's it's like at the end of the day um there are some tax advantages but but i would always be better off if all i was worried about was was the dollars and cents Keeping the money, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like when you give it away, it's gone.
2: Okay, sorry, I couldn't help myself. I had to get that one in.
0: All right, that is the end of part one. Remember, don't miss part two, the next episode on the podcast. And when you've listened to all three parts of Major Donor Giving Secrets, if that's not enough for you, we have put together a written report, a written summary of major donor giving secrets. You can email me to get a copy of that report at Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. You can also email me to get access to the full audio. It's about five hours of interviews. All right. If you are interested in the written report and the full audio, email me Clark at MajorGifts Fundraiser.com. A major guest fundraiser, we're honored to have the opportunity to partner with organizations to help you raise more money than ever before by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors than you ever thought possible. The question is why aren't you a client yet? Why haven't you signed up for Peak Performance Fundraising? All right, our program, Peak Performance Fundraising, is not only the best fundraising training available, it's a system for you to work. You get access to training videos and the course is broken down into 10 modules. And each module comes with challenge questions and action steps for you to take. All right, do you ever wonder, am I doing the right things? Like, how do I know I'm on the right track? All right? sign up for Peak Performance Fundraising. All right, you can also check out a our other programs, like the Noble Call of Fundraising, um, we have lots of other programs we offer, like the Major Gifts Startup, our Stewardship Basics Setup, the Development Office 365. So shoot me an email to set up a call for us to talk about how we can help you. Again, the email is clark at fundraiser.com or just go to majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, remember... Part two of major donor giving secrets coming up on the next episode of the podcast.